A podcast network. Okay, this is Moe Allison, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andros Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio tempting fate. Putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend Synchronicity Radio A-Ball give us a shake It's the Radio A-Ball show Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andros Jones, hanging out here at Black National Studios in Studio in Missoula, Montana, with Buttes. Say hi, Buttes. Hey. How's it going? Here we are. And they are playing, are tributing the music of a an historic, an influential band, influential band, uh, that I happen to share a town with, and uh, we are now joined by a member of that band who's been a guest on Radio 8 Ball many times. We've been talking about him as the show in the show already. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Calvin Johnson. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It's great. I appreciate you having me back. Oh, yes. Well, it's our pleasure, and thank you for honoring us with your presence. Now... We talked a little bit about uh, about why uh, you know what what inspired the band about you earlier, but how do you know this? When did you? What's your first memory of this this fellow Chris Zand, who's going to be singing your songs today? Yes, he, Chris Zand. My memory is a little fuzzy, but I have this vague idea that he came over to my house and had an auction and sold all his sweatpants uh, to raise money to uh, leave town. Something like that. And that was, uh, that was like not 20 years ago, but it was, it was one of those times that was long enough that you could say 20 years, but really it was only 15. Right, right. And, uh, and actually we all, we weren't all in the same room at any point, but we all were on a track that, uh, who produced the, was that Giles? Produce the track. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the Highwayman. Yeah, the Highwayman. The Highwayman. It was, it was kind of like the Natalie Cole, Nat King Cole, uh, duet. Yeah, every no one was in the same room. Some of us weren't even alive anymore. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so yeah, that was uh, Giles O'Dell, Chris Sand, myself, and you singing different, singing the different parts uh, verses that were sung originally by Willie Nelson. Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, and Johnny Cash. Yeah. Oh boy, I can't believe I remembered that. I was wow. I was really that was fun. I, I couldn't even speak before this episode started. All of a sudden, the the uh, Doctor Showbiz has kicked in. So good work. Now, have you heard? Did you see online? Did you see? Were you able to hear or see any of the the versions of these songs that Buttes performed? Oh, well, you were at the show where they performed. Well, these, I right? I saw them play a show. Okay. Yes, at the Roxy. Very right? exciting. Yeah. What was that Groovy. like? See, watching. It was 
Okay. I was kind of like, why Why am I here? <laughs> These guys could just continue the tour without me. Have, have Are you aware of any other Beat Happening tribute bands? No. So this they is... have the, they've cornered the market. <laughs> well, they started the market. You know, who knows? Yeah. Now it's going to become a thing. People are going to be like, oh, wow. Well, it's like, be like wait, I wish I thought of this. Well, right. why should I why should I let that stop me? Exactly. Exactly. Have you ever have you have you ever been a part of a tribute band? Yes. Who have you tributed? Well, it wasn't really a tribute band. It was Have you ever heard of uh, an event? It's an annual event in Olympia. It's called Night of the Living um, something or other. Night of the Living Tribute Bands. I have played I've I played that once, so. Yeah. Oh, I guess they are tribute bands. Well, I was in a band that was Wham. Oh, you did the Wham. You were in the Wham. Actually, tribute. it wasn't Wham. It was it was uh it was George Michael. George, did but did you sing a Wham song? Which song? Well, I sang a song that was released in the United States as a Wham song, but originally it was in Great Britain. It was released as a George Michael solo song. It's called Careless Whisper. Oh yeah. So in the United States, it was known as a Wham song, but it, originally it was a George Michael solo song. And uh, so that we included that in our set, but it was mostly songs from the uh, era of uh, Faith album. Got it. And you did? Yeah. Do you sing all the songs? Yeah, totally. Cool. Yeah. I so you a, were you uh, were? I, I I didn't shave for several days. I I went to to the to the drugstore and bought some mirror sunglasses. I wore a white t-shirt and some jeans. Oh, it was very exciting. I would have. It was like a dream come true for me. Yeah. I've always been a huge uh, fan of. You know, from Wham days on. Tribute bands are a lot of fun, especially if you just if you're just doing it as a one-off. Not like okay, we're gonna go and tour and do this, but okay, just now we're gonna make this our livelihood. Yeah, but just having one night of celebration of some of your favorite music. Mm. Yeah, especially at the Capitol Theater when it's rocking. Yeah, and also I imagine at the Roxy Theater. Oh yeah. Yep, yeah, most likely. Which is the sort of uh, the Capitol Theater's doppelganger here in mm. Missoula. I'm having a, a Missoula doppelganger to Olympia experience here since I got Excellent. here. Uh, it's, Excellent. And now we're we're doing this sort of Olympia situ- little Olympia scene here in the studio, and uh, so we're all very excited about this. And uh, and I I, I kind of just kind of want to dig into the musical divination. And I'm so curious what your question is for the Pop Oracle, Calvin. Yes. Uh, well, this is a question that has come up several times. Uh, and sometimes it's been uh, posed as a rhetorical question. But I feel like there could be an answer, a uh, hard, fast answer, or at least one from the Pop Oracle. And the question usually is phrased something like this. Why does it have to be so complicated with these people? <laughs> That's great. Why does it have to be so complicated with these people? And now to engage the pop oracle. On your behalf, Calvin, I am now going to spin the wheel of eight. Na 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 na. Wheel of eight. Song number four, Your Asterisk. Now, this isn't a beat happening song. Just, <clears throat> should we clarify that? Yeah. This is a uh, Halo Bender song. However, 
because Calvin was coming to that show, we wanted to uh, we wanted to do the the whole spectrum of some of his songs. We did one of his solo songs, and so anyway, we're throwing this in there as a as a little treat. So here's Halo Benders, another Calvin Johnson vehicle. You're a glass-eyed tiger, I'm a rusty fire hydrant You're a freshly webbed spider, I'm an awkward silence You got sand in your swimsuit, I got a missing tooth You took last piece, didn't you? Well, I hid myself on first We can't keep kissing around anymore My dialing finger is getting too sore hey i e i a i e i Thought you'd have to prove a great disturbance in the force The clothes are all heaped in a pile on the floor Let's bulldoze our way to a brand new piece of cord How many times can we break it then make up We've gone too long for a kiss to save us You're a MiG jet pilot, I'm a burrow in the stone You suffer frequent There's two kinds of ways you could count the night lights. Three hundred last chances, but you had to rush and why? I don't worry about your reversible talk. As significant as the death of alternative rock. Let it die. Let it die. Let it die. You're a prima ballerina, I'm a collapsing iron lung You let disaster come between us, now I'm a poet on the run Searching for a place where my heart can feel something Then I can retrieve it from the basement of my stomach There's supper in this room as long as it continues thumping glass-eyed tiger you're a trash vampire you're what sat down beside her i wish i glowed brighter in your eyes That was your asterisk from Buttes with, sorry, with Roy <laughs> Ivy singing back up there. And that was the answer to Calvin's question, how do you, do you, like, what was it, how, paraphrase that again for us? Well, why does it have to be so complicated with these people? Why does it have to be so complicated <laughs> with these people? Yeah. Well, there was, I thought there was a lot in that, uh, in that, in that, that song to answer that question, but, uh. Well, actually, since we have the the horse's mouth here, can you tell us a little bit about where that song comes from, Calvin? 
You talking to me or to yeah, Chris? To you. You are you're the writer oh. of this. Yeah. Tell us about the, oh, the yes. background of the song. Well, now uh, let's see. Uh, uh, what? Uh, well, that was written uh, over 20 years ago, so it's hard to keep track. But. Um, well, what does it mean uh, to you now when you perform? If you think when you hear it now, what? Uh, are there any thoughts about the song that come back that are like, oh, catchy too? It's got a good beat. You can dance to it. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially the way the, the buttes play it. <laughs> yeah, it was really bouncing along. I was, I was sort of, you know, nodding my head and, and snapping my fingers. Do you still play this song ever? I have, I have played it as a uh, a, a solo acoustic um, artist. And when you do, um, is... so there's no backing vocals. So it's it's usually I'm usually like having to apologize. Sorry, people, it's not going to be as good as as the record because there's just me. Are there ever people oh, yeah. in the audience who know the song well enough that they just start singing the, well, the backups some, with you? There has been people who have played guitar on it once or twice. I think I'm getting. I mean, it looks like some like the the band's laughing because I think maybe Roy actually has been at shows where he was the guy singing the Possibly. backup. That's yeah. how I'm here. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They saw him at a singing backup in the in the back in the from the audience, and they're like, "We need to get him in the band." Mm-hmm. Uh, Far out. So, and and when you perf- perform it, it, now there's a there's like this whole thing in the song of like you're this. I'm that. You're this. I'm that. What does that like? Is oh, what does that mean to you? I hadn't thought of it that way. Uh, like, are, is there a do you, when you sing it? Is there a, uh, is this like a love like a, a a tortured love song? Is this to a per, is this to? I was thinking about the people you were talking about. Like, why does it have to be so complicated with these people? Yeah. Are, yeah. Th- are these people the? Could they potentially be like the you in the song? Like the they're the that glass eye. That the, that is very possible. So what could happen is. One could interpret these people as being the you, in which case we are well, we're still in the same spot. <laughs> we're none the wiser. Because still, co- well, as far as I can tell. Well, the question is, why does it have to be so complicated with with you people? Yeah, these people. Why? Why can't we simplify? Well, because you know, because they're glass-eyed tigers and you're a rusty fire hydrant. I mean, that's very. Yeah, that, it's going to be. That's a very good point. I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but that could be the answer. It's going to be right complicated. There, the first line. I mean, this is really a song about intersectionality. Now, I mean, it's like Some, my experience as a glass-eyed tiger is going to be very different than yours as a rusty fire hydrant. And so, unless we are able to have compassion for each other's experience and really listen. You know, I'm just going to think, why is that rusty fire hydrant so judgmental? I'm just running around being a glass-eyed tiger, smoking yeah. whatever makes me glassy-eyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good point. I hadn't, uh, you know, these are really good interpretations I never thought about. Really? It's good to hear. Good well, to hear your, your point of view. Thank you. So, do you, I mean, I, as, a, as a writer, because we're, I mean, usually we have the writer for the whole show, so I want to get into your process a little bit more while we oh, have you uh, here. So, do you, when you write, is it like... It, like, is your process like some people just like bouncing words off of each other? Some people say, "Oh, it's like I'm sure feel like I'm channeling." Like it's sort of, I don't really mm. do it. It's just sort of coming through me. Some people are yeah. very, you know, very specific and saying, "This is what I want it to mean." For you, mm. do you have a general like? Do you go into some sort of fugue state and these songs just happen and you're like, "Whoa," you know? Or well, it's just trying to make a song that seems complete. So somehow it came together that way. 
and I'm like, okay, that song's done. Mm-hmm. Move on. And yeah. do you, do you write on an instrument or do you sing the songs? Mm, not this song was more like uh, the song. The words were all strung together, and then the music came later. But there's no one way. It's all different. Right. Every, every song's different. And I, I'm, I'm but I remember that that was how this this was just some words that came all together at you know over time over a day or so. And you've had multiple in the course of my knowing you. You've had multiple multiple projects. Does the writing process change for each project, or do you have your process that you bring to other uh, people's process? I'm and very open to. Uh, with collaboration, it's important to have some trust in the in the collaborator. So it's someone else's like idea. I just want to follow their idea because it sounds good. I want to trust that they they. I, I'm working with them because I think they have a good idea. So if they have an idea, I'm going to just try it out and see what happens. Got it. Got it. And what are you? What project? While we're talking about your projects, what's what's the latest for Calvin Johnson? Oh well, you know, I had a new album that came out about two months, three months, uh, three months ago. It's an album called "A Wonderful Beast," and uh, and uh, in fact, that album I, when I played a show in Missoula, it was right. Before, it was about two weeks before that album came out. But we were doing all the songs from that record, and uh, and that was a lot of fun. We toured around the U.S. for about seven weeks, and we're doing a couple more shows here. Uh, Next month, we're playing in uh, Pendleton, Oregon, and Baker City, Oregon, uh, with the same combo, just doing songs from A Wonderful Beast. Who's the combo? It's, uh, it, it's some folks from here uh, in Olympia. There's River on drums, and Stephen plays the bass, and Eli plays the electric guitar. Sweet. And then I sing. Right. And, Play the melodic a little bit. And are, is the wonderful, are you, who is the Wonderful Beast? Whoa, I don't know. We'll have to, um, if Buttes end up learning that song and it ends up being an answer to somebody's question, we might find out. <laughs> now, uh, now, you know that Sandman uh, sometimes goes by slippery good stuff, but... Oh, yeah, I do remember something vaguely about that. You're way more slippery than slippery good I'm stuff. I'm trying to, I, I think that, um, you know, I can't remember, but... I think Slippery Good Stuff played a show in Anacortes, and all these people got really upset. All oh, these moms right. and stuff. And then, I was, I'm, maybe I'm getting mixed up. <laughs> it's the kind of thing that I could see happening, happening to Slippery Good Stuff. Yeah. Is that yeah. true, Sandman? Did you get uh, did you get people riled up in Anacortes, or did Slippery get people riled up? Well, yeah, I had a lo- I had a lot of um, what do you call it? Not strippers, but people who dance and go go dancers. Well, no. Um, Burlesque. Burlesque dancers. There were a lot of burlesque dancers, and it got complicated because there were a lot of... A lot of I didn't people. realize that it was offensive. I was just like, oh, pretty groovy. And then anyway. later it turned out that it was just, it was very controversial. It was very controversial. Uh, yeah, and why, I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> why do these people have to make things so complicated? Yeah, why does it have to be complicated for these people? <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, well, uh, well. You know what? Well, I'm gonna, speaking of complicated. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna yeah. make things a little bit more complicated here. And it, at the end of the show, Sandman's gonna have his or the band Buttes is gonna have their question answered by the last song on the board. And if uh, oh. if you're still up, 
which will be around like oh. 10, 10-ish, or, which was like 9 o'clock for you. Uh, if we could give you a shout, maybe you could help us with the interpretation of that song as well. Oh, well, you know, that would be wonderful. Unfortunately, I'm going to be, I'm going to see a, uh, a theatrical production uh, at, uh, of uh, The Importance of Being Earnest by a local uh, theater well, group. That, oh, well, so Oscar Wilde. You, when Oscar Wilde calls, you gotta you gotta go wild. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So, well, cool. Well, that's that's fine. We, we appreciate you having your time here, and we got your music. And and when this all comes out, I'll be so curious to hear what what you what you make of it, uh, all the synchronicities that it generates. And yeah. Uh, and yeah. So where where are you going to where are you going to see importance of being earnest? I think it's um, it might be Capitol High School. Oh, really cool. So a high school production, this is what this is what uh, so. indie rock stars yeah. from Olympia do on their on their Saturday nights. They go see high school productions of importance of being earnest. Yeah, well, we're taking uh, Kyleen Kyle and the children. Uh, well, they're they're not really children; they're they're teenagers. So um, they're gonna we're we're going, and uh, it might be their first uh, Oscar Wilde play. So it's it's exciting. You know, and just as this is a well, so speaking of getting people riled up in anacortes, both burlesque dancers or before the before you came on, I was talking about my controversies, and you're talking the whole question is about sort of dealing with how people make things so complicated, and then of course you're going to Oscar Wilde, who clearly is someone who could relate to all of this. So there's yeah. a there's a wonderful sync there. Of course, if you if you're, if you're not if you're out there and you're not familiar with the the trials of Oscar Wilde. You could probably find a, you know, Google Google it. It's a it's a well it's a well traveled tale, but uh, in, well enjoy the show, Calvin, and thank you so much for for joining us to be a part of this. Certainly, certainly, it's it's a pleasure, and um, please give my love to to the gang there in Missoula. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. I was a highwayman Along the coach roads I did ride With sword and pistol by my side Many a young maid lost her bubbles to my tree Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade The bastards hung me in the spring of 25 But I am still alive